One thing that I didn't know, which I like should have known, I didn't realize that there was like such an age gap between Robert and, and Kristen. It's not like a huge one, but I guess when they would have been filming, she was 17. So welcome to Camp Counselors, a More Butter production, a show where we talk about like theoretically campy movies that are super outrageous, but also just anything we really feel like. I imagine uh, whether we like the movies or hate the movies. And today I feel like we might end up with a little blend because we are talking about the cultural phenomenon that is currently living its renaissance, Twilight. Uh, and Mike's never actually seen it, so I thought it was a great opportunity to um, get him like up to speed on what's cool with the kids these days, so he doesn't lose touch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Mike, how you feeling? Yeah, I watched it last night for the first time, uh, for first time fully throughout, and I do have some opinions. I'm gonna save those for a little bit, but I do have some opinions to talk about. Hell yeah! Uh, so. If you guys want to submit a movie for us to watch and discuss, leave it in the form of a five-star review on Spotify. Five stars, no less Only than five, five stars. Only five stars. So, so that on top of that, you got to make sure you subscribe and follow the show on Spotify. It really is going to help the community grow. And obviously, uh, you can watch it on video form on YouTube. And I am your host, Amanda the Jedi. It's a terrible name, but you can also find me on YouTube uh, if you haven't already. Uh, I talk about a lot of different movies, some new releases, some older stuff, some different like cultural phenomenons. I'm really into this kind of like these like teen you know, uh, young adult stories. And I like kind of going through them and what worked about them and what didn't work about them. Um, and I'm going to throw it over to my co-host. I'm your co-host, Mr. Gigi. I do not do those things that Amanda <laughs> does, but I applaud her for it. Uh, I like to do more degenerate things like watch disturbing movies and talk about them and just general commentary things. Uh, nothing too fancy, but that's usually what I roll with. All right, so I think it's time to dive into Twilight, which again is uh, experiencing its renaissance right now, which means that, you know, all those like teen girls who had to like quietly read it in their rooms and got like made fun of for, for liking Twilight when that backlash happened and finally realized, fuck you guys, Twilight rocks for every possible reason, ironically, unironically, and we're gonna have a great time. So it is based off of the 2005 novel of the same name by Stephanie Meyer. The movie itself, I feel like they didn't think it was going to do well. They gave this thing a $37 million budget, and it made like $407 million at the box office, which launched not only the rest of the Twilight craze, which had already been building in like the fan community of the book, but also launched the entire young adult subgenre of like just that kind of content being pushed and getting massive budgets. You got like Hunger Games. You got, I don't even know. It's all sorts of stuff just launched off. Vampire Diaries, which has been books for years, finally got their show. There were so many like vampire teen spinoff things that were just written and built around Twilight. It turned into a massive craze. Uh, and here we are kind of 10 years later, well over 10 years. Oh, God, well over 10 years later now. We are old, like 15 years later. We, we, we got to go there. Relax. We don't have to go there. It's still going. It's still running strong. And uh, yeah, so Mike, what did you? Uh, what were some of your thoughts before we like fully, really dive into it deep? What, what what were your thoughts experiencing it for the first time? Okay, so initially, 
when it first came out, 2008, right? Yep, 2008. Uh, I watched it as a 14-year-old child. Well, I started to watch it, right? Yeah. I was I was with all my cousins. They put it on and obviously as a as a 14-year-old male teenager, I was like, I don't want to watch this. What the fuck is this? This is going to be boring. <laughs> and it was boring. I hated the first 30 minutes of it and I went to bed and I didn't do anything else for the rest of the night, right? Never revisited it, revisited the movie, never cared to until last night. I poured a nice, I poured a nice little glass of a glass of something I shall not name, and I watched Twilight, which is a two-hour-long movie. Fun fact: didn't know that. And um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I was like, I'm not gonna like this. I know I'm not gonna like this. But I, in the first thirty minutes, the part where I was like totally checked out when I was younger, I kept having a smile on my face and kept laughing more than I do in comedies nowadays. Yeah. And I didn't understand what was happening. That's where we're at with Twilight now. That's what I mean. That's why when people say they both unironically and ironically like Twilight, that's why. Because you can find the stuff that's like, I sincerely enjoy what this was going for. And then it's like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I love it for that. And I really Mm -hmm. think Catherine Hardwick, like the director, steered into that. Whole movie's got a blue tint wash over it. It's just, it's a great time. She likes Thwacks Jacob with the door when she opens the truck. It's just like little things, just little things. It's just flooded with like these incredibly like just super close ups and these random zoom ins with like this cute little music accompanying all of it. Yep. And it's like this is straight out of a meme page. I know <laughs> they're, they're they're fucking with me right now. Stop. This. That's what I mean. It was cooking. It was cooking until today because mm-hmm. it was like it knew somehow it knew what the internet was going to be like in like. 15 years and it was like we're cooking Mm. we're waiting you can buy glasses that give you the twilight blue tint filter so that you can like experience the look of the movie in real life like the world the world is insane (laughs) so um as you might expect you know being in something like twilight might even though it is huge might not have garnered some of the uh premier talent of the world I, i remember when uh before the movie came out stephanie meyer's website she had fan casting ideas and people could actually like write in to for what they wanted i know i think she wanted henry cavill to be edward and i think she wanted she wanted emily browning or emily brown the girl from sucker punch and uh series of unfortunate events to be bella that was her dream casting. But then we got Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Uh, Kristen hadn't been in like a ton of stuff at that point. She'd be in a handful of things like Catch That Kid and Speak. And I think Adventureland might have come out just before. Yeah, Adventureland came out before Twilight. So that would have been like one of her bigger ones. And then like Robert was in Harry Potter. He was Cedric Diggory. He made it one movie and he died. And that Robert was all they was needed to Potter? know. Yeah, he's Cedric Diggory. He's the he's the actual Hogwarts champion at the Triwizard Tournament, the Hufflepuff. He like nabs Cho Chang from Harry. I did not. Mike. Oh, oh my god, I see him in the little getup right now. This yeah. is photoshopped. <laughs> it's, <not laughs> it's so funny. It's yeah, he was in Harry Potter. That's what he was from. And then suddenly he's Edward Cullen, heartthrob extraordinaire, supposed to be like the hottest guy in the world. Um, I can't judge that, but people seem to like him. And I don't know if people like him because he was hot beforehand or if people like him because he was cast to be a hot guy. Cause that happens a lot. What do you mean? People- Explain that a little bit more. Okay. So sometimes if you have a character that's written and they're supposed to be like super hot, 
And then, you know, you cast somebody who maybe in like different framing would, I'm not saying Robert Pattinson's ugly or anything. I'm just saying sometimes you get these people that like, they tell you this character was designed to be a hot person. Mm -hmm. So then all these girls are like, yeah, that character is hot because you're telling me he's supposed to be hot, but he's not necessarily objectively the hottest person. Like some of the people they cast to be the vampires in those movies, the way that they do them up. I'm like, what did you do? Why is Emmett's hair like that? Who thinks this is attractive? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I'm trying to think there's like um, also in Harry Potter, the guy who plays young Grindelwald gets cast as this character named Jace in a show called like mortal instruments or a movie called mortal instruments. And he's supposed to be super hot. He's just this weaselly looking dude. He just looks like a weasel. So, but then girls are like, no, he's hot because he's Jace. So, because, so when they're the character, it's like this character yeah. is supposed to be attractive. Yeah. So I think it tricks dangerous. your brain a bit. Right. Yeah. Or I okay. guess like some girls just like weasley people. <laughs> I don't know. I just think the more you say, like, this person's supposed to be hot, like, maybe you you can trick people into thinking it. Mm-hmm. I Maybe I'm wrong, but, like, weigh in on the Discord if you agree. Is Robert Was Robert Pattinson the heartthrob you imagined as Edward, you know? Uh-huh. Well, okay, yeah. so what was, what was supposed to be, like, obviously there was, was the whole Team Jacob, Team Edward thing present in the first movie already? No, not really. Like maybe see the first, well, by the time the first movie came out, yes, because other books would have been out by then. So like new moon would have been out before I swear to God, it must've been new moon would have been out before. Yeah. New moon was out before, um, the movie came out. And by then that's when team Jacob really settled in. And the first one, I don't really think so. It was like, Jacob has a little crush on Bella and Bella's like using him to get information, which is what happens in the movie too but mm-hmm. you don't actually think of him as like a romantic interest. And then it's in the second one. I won't spoil it for you, but some stuff happens that like Jacob's just around all the time. Yeah. So you're like, okay. And it, it honestly, she just turned it into this fabricated thing of like, well, I guess we need drama. So we're going to add in a love triangle because everything, like all these teen fiction things need love triangles. They all have them for some fucking reason. So they needed that. So team Jacob was not present in the first book, but by the time the first movie would have come out, yeah, people would have been like, just waiting for Team Jacob. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Because okay. if I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of part two, um, <laughs> and I think uh, Taylor Lautner cuts the hair. He cuts the hair. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, he has abs. Yeah, he's ripped. All right. All yeah, of no, them. We could talk about this. Yeah. Okay. So now all people right. are like, okay, he's supposed to be hot. And then you see Edward and he's just this like, skinny motherfucker like he has abs purely because there's no fat on his stomach mm-hmm. because he does not do anything not because he's got abs you know one of those <laughs> one of those yeah. numbers good for him killing it <laughs> um but uh yeah that's who they ended up with for the casting um and one thing that i didn't know which i like should have known i didn't realize that there was like such an age gap between robert and, and Kristen. it's not like a huge one but i guess when they would have been filming she was 17 when he was 21. Um, and yeah. I guess that was actually a big point of contention. Like that's pretty common in movies and they just kind of have to be like, you have to watch out where you put your hands. You got to watch out where you touch them and stuff like that. And obviously twilight is basically slightly Mormon propaganda. So they weren't going to get too handsy early on anyways. Oh, that's a whole yeah. other thing I can explain sometime. <laughs> I would say the most salacious part was probably the bedroom scene. Yeah. There, yeah. That's exactly it. And honestly, I don't know. She's like in her underwear. I'm like, why couldn't you have just given her some pajama bottoms? Like, what were you doing 
there, guys. Yeah, she's like, like, like if you were trying to get Robert, like, hey, yo, you got to relax, okay? Yeah. But we are going to dress her a bit skimpy in this scene. But, like, still, like, yo, relax. You relax. <laughs> you relax. You know, we we brought the clothes. But you fucking relax, Robert, You fucking okay? relax. Like, she's wearing underwear, but she's underage. Got to focus, which is yeah. exactly what she said. Literally, apparently, <laughs> she's underage. You've got to focus, dude, or you're going to be arrested. And I made him swear on a stack of Bibles. Then they that got one. together for a while <laughs> in real life. So, That's, you know? Yeah. I will say, though, I knew Robert Pattinson actually almost got fired briefly because he was taking the role so seriously that he was trying to make it more... Um, like scary he was trying to be more of like this like like a vampire i guess like just uh-huh. way more like aggressive in just certain ways and they were like you gotta tone it down and stop otherwise like we're gonna this isn't this isn't what this character is supposed to be type mm-hmm. thing which i thought was funny i know he did take the role like pretty seriously but uh then i guess after that uh he started I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's so many like really funny videos online of him just like completely shitting on the movie, like interviews for the first movie. He'll be like, yeah, like Stephanie wrote this whole thing based on a dream she had about the meadow scene. I think she's actually Bella. I think she thinks she's actually Bella and she's just here on set mm-hmm. while I'm here. So she, he's like, he's shitting on the movie. He's shitting on the author and just having like a great time. Like no one has shit on Twilight publicly and in actual interviews more than Robert Pattinson. But now he's fine with it. It's like the most interesting thing. It's like the second he got away from it for enough time, he's like, oh, I get why people like it. I love the fans. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's funny though. I'm, I'm glad he had a yeah. bad opinion. I know. Cause there's some scenes in this movie where like, I thought I had already seen the peak of silly in this movie when I was watching it and mm-hmm. it kept one upping itself. Of course. I think the peak was that scene where uh, Edward reveals himself to be a vampire. Yeah. Right. Because it's so, it's just, it's just so just over dramatic. There's like 19 different shots that they're like doing. And they're just zooming in and swirling around them with the cameras. (laughs) She's like, uh, Bella's just like in this random Jumanji jungle. And Edward's just like, go ahead and say it. Say it out loud or hold on there was what what was the line he said the line oh this line took me out because i didn't think he said (laughs) he said then ask me the most basic question what do we eat (laughs) you're just waiting for the jeopardy theme to start going off in the background while she goes through the options i love how he's just like he's like holding her hand he's like I don't think you quite understand what I'm saying here. Yeah. I'm a vampire. You know what we do, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do we, what do you think we do? And it's like, it, they're playing it up to be this super romantic thing when he's literally like, I'm only attracted to you because for a couple of reasons. For one, if you guys didn't know, um, Edward can read minds. Certain vampires have heightened abilities, things that like enhance from when they were humans over to being vampires. And his, he was really intuitive. So now he can read minds, but he can't read Bella's for some reason. So he is somebody who is constantly being assaulted by thoughts. And now he finds someone who he can't hear. And then on top of that, she's his singer. This is not mentioned in the movie, but it's specifically something like the blood of one specific person is just so overpowering and perfect and designed just for you that it's like the most addictive drug you could possibly imagine. And that is her to him. And we're supposed to believe that their love is like authentic and not just that he is literally being drawn to her in every possible way. And then obviously she's like, 
well, this is just super interesting. So obviously I'm going to be super into this dark, bad boy vampire thing. My life's going to be exciting now. Fuck you, mom. Like <laughs> all that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you're supposed to believe that this is like really romantic and you do. Cause I read this when I was like 14 for the first time. And I was like, this is the best. Cause you love that shit when you're younger. Cause like you're well, maybe not guys, but like, yeah, I don't know. You're all like, oh, everything's my, all my emotions are super fucking heightened. This is amazing. Um, and then when you get older, you're reading it and you're like, oh, this is fucked. There's a, there's a book from Edward's perspective. Now she wrote it. And there's the scene in the, uh, when they first meet for, for real in the biology classroom. And he does like the stanky face. He does the mm-hmm. whole, like that whole, there's an, that's an entire chapter in the book from his perspective where he's like, if I kill the teacher first and then go through all the students, I can save her for last. But if I kill her first, I won't be able to enjoy it because everybody's going to start screaming. But if I can make myself wait, I can go to her house after school and just rip her apart before her police officer dad gets home. And it's like, it's an entire chapter of him just figuring out the best way to tear this person apart. And then the end of the movie is them like being in love. It's fascinating. So they finally actually hone, hone in on him being a monster as he claims to be yes. many a time. Like a little which bit. Which I just don't buy. Yeah. Because when he says it in the movie, I'm like, you stop you it. You stop it. You're a sweetheart. You're, 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 a sweetheart. you're, you're a not going to hurt anybody. You look at you Because he's like talking to her. He's like, as if you couldn't outrun you're me. As if you're stronger than me. <laughs> like, whoa, dude. It's like pulling out that branch. Trees. He's like, oh, the branch. <laughs> you got it. Ooh, tough tiger. But he's literally like explaining all the ways that he wants to rip her apart. That she's basically like heroin. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> And she just she's just kind of taking it. He's just running down like this maniacal TED talk, yeah. and she's like, "I'm not scared. I'm not of you. scared of you. We we can continue." And with that's this. teenagers, you know. That's teenagers. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Everyone's like, "That makes no sense," and I'm like, "It absolutely does." If you're a teenager, it makes sense 100. percent Yeah, I mean, she's a, she's even self aware. She's like, "Yeah." Uh, he says this cute little quote. He's like, "Something." Yeah, what a like, what a masochistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I I dig it. Um, there's just a lot. We, we, you got you mm-hmm. got thoughts. You got thoughts. I I have a thought about one of the characters in the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's somebody that you think I'm going to talk about. I'm really excited because there's there's so many little things that pleasantly irk me in this movie. Right, the movie's not offensive. No. I wouldn't call it that till where I'm like genuinely angry by the end of it. It's just like what the fuck? What's what's going on right here? But. I do not like the character Tyler. Yeah, Tyler sucks. In the movie. Yeah, for those of you who are unaware, Tyler is just a, a rando in the friend group, whatever. He doesn't do much, but the things he does do... <laughs> terrible. ...makes him an absolutely <laughs> terrible person. The first day that Bella pulls up in her old pickup truck that she just mm-hmm. got, super excited, new car, huzzah. The first thing he says is, with his, with his shit-eating yeah. grin, nice ride. Nice ride. And then this, it's validated by this random girl too. She's like, good one. She's like, yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. Do we, do we not all live in Forks, Forks fucking Washington? You drive by a sign. Population 3,000. Exactly. You drive by a sign. It's, it's, I think it's less than 3,000. It's like, there's like almost no yeah. one. It's like a town of almost no one. It rains all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the school is so small. They, they're, they walk around to different buildings to go to their, like these little tiny <laughs> huts that are outside for their classrooms. Yes. You know, is what it's described. It's just like. Tyler, where the fuck do you get off? I don't, I'm, I don't assume to see many BMWs in Forks. It's true. No offense, Forks. Exactly. Appreciate you guys, but if there's BMWs, the, he, the Cullens own them. 
you know like yes they're yeah when they showed their house i was like okay they got cash yeah that's why he said they live outside of yeah. the city that makes yeah, sense exactly like for them like the audi is less ostentatious you know than mm-hmm. rosalie's convertible bmw it's one of those things you know they gotta be careful mm-hmm. yeah he sucks because then like immediately after he does that um everybody's just super obsessed with her because again this town is so small that they've been going to school with the same people their entire lives so there's no fresh meat so Bella comes in and she, everyone's obsessed with her. It's not just Edward. It is every guy's. And then the girls are kind of like, hmm, like, oh yeah, Anna Kendrick. For those of you who don't know, Anna Kendrick, early role. Mm-hmm. Did not know she was there in the movie. Go. I saw her face and I was like, I did like immediately the DiCaprio. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Weird. Why are you yeah, in this exactly. movie? And then you've got fucking, uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she was in Ned School's, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. She was the girl. Yeah, no, not Moe's. It's the girl. The other friend, Angela, is the girl that Ned always liked. And I can't remember her name right now for the life of me. We're going to look mm-hmm. it up. We're looking it up. It's like, it's a really basic name too. Uh, Susie. Susie Crabgrass. I swear to God. Am I wrong? Yeah, it's got to be no, her. I think, I think yeah, it is. It's Susie it Crabgrass. Susie Crabgrass. You can check that out. It was throwing me off because it's got her her full name, which apparently was Susan. Ah, yeah. yes. But yeah, okay. Susie Crabgrass. Right, so yeah, right. you got all these like random people that you can just point at and be like, oh my God, it's them either like at the time or now. Um, so yeah, Anna Kendrick's like the, the bitchy friend, like the one who's like, I'm going to be friendly with you, but I actually really hate that everybody that I like is super into you randomly. But she's also the only one. It's like, she's the one who explains who the Cullens are. So if you don't know, the Cullens are all vampires, obviously, but they live with Mr. and Mrs. Cullen, Esme and Carlisle. And they are supposed to be the adopted children, but like all of them are paired off except Edward. And like, everyone's like, well, they're not related. And like Jessica and Kendrick's all like, yeah, but it's so weird. Like they live in the same house and she's not wrong. Mm -hmm. If it was not the vampire situation that it is, it would be weird if you had adopted children that were all just kind of like shacking up. Like I think CPS would come by. Yeah. I mean, just them, the fact that they roll as such a like yeah. tight unit too, and make this entrance into the cafeteria. And I was just, Whoa, oh, oh my God, these guys, this is, <laughs> Look at these guys. they got this little reputation. Yeah, they do. It, it's weird. They don't try to like integrate at all. Um, really funny moment about that scene though. The guy who plays Emmett, who's like the big one, walks mm-hmm. in with a bag and it is a bag of like 24 hard boiled eggs, which he obviously can't eat. And for a bit, I was like, is it just because Emmett's so huge that it would make sense that he'd just be like pounding protein in like weird ways all day. But apparently it's just because the actor was pounding hard boiled eggs all, so much. Is, is that Yes, it is. Camera? You can see like them. You can see here. them. He puts them down on the table, but then eventually there's some behind the scenes ones where you can really absolutely tell it is like hard boiled eggs. And someone told me, I have to double check this. It was just because his name, I think his name's Kellen Lutz. He was just eating a lot of hard boiled Mm -hmm. eggs. And he's like, well, I guess it would make sense if I walked into the cafeteria with these, even if I'm not going to eat them. He's getting the gains. He's getting the gains, but it's just so, it's not a dozen. It is, it is a, it is easily two dozen hard boiled eggs in a bag. Which kind of on that, I have a question. Why do they go to school? So that they can stay places longer. Because they want, like, car- they, they want to be human. Like, they want to try to live as, like, as normal as possible, even though it would just make more sense for them to just kind of, like, fuck off somewheres into, like, nice mountain homes and pretend to be adults that, I don't know, I guess YouTuber wasn't really a job back then, so they can't just say, like, yeah, we just don't leave the house. We're YouTubers mm-hmm. or we're media people. We work from home. 
So Carlisle so, likes being a doctor. So he he would have to go into town no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then I guess there's So they kind of just force themselves to assimilate. Pretty much, basically. because like if you want to live as like a coven of vampires or a family of them and want to all live in the same place, like you gotta kind of have some kind of backstory. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things if you think about it too much, because they they like they really talk about how boring it gets. Like Edward's just kind of like, this is fucking miserable. Every day is exactly the same. This fucking sucks. I guess sometimes when they go to new places, Rosalie and Emmett pretend to be older and then they live in their own house together as a married couple, which would make sense. Cause like if you're a vampire with super hearing and you're living with the person you're fucking, like, can't everyone hear that just all the time? Edward's just in his room, just like trying to bose it out with noise canceling, but he can hear everyone's thoughts. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just like even, he'll hear the, he the actual hear fucking, and then he'll hear, oh, you want to fuck yeah, them right now? Absolutely, okay. exactly. Understood. And then you've got yeah, they should all yeah, be it's weird. <laughs> I don't know why they're it's, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess they're just trying to maintain some regular life, which is only possible for them because they don't eat people. That's right. They feed on animals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot. I just feel like this movie is like a continuous. There's always something going on that's fun on screen, even if it seems stupid and ridiculous. Sometimes there's just lines that are dumb. Like, you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. It's not in the book. Don't know who came up with that one and why it stayed in the movie. If that was improv yeah, by Pattinson... I'm gonna check it. It must be. It must be because it's also just really out of character for him as this like miserable brooding dude. And then he's suddenly like, he he just what? What does he do? He just flies out out the window, window. pauses, stops it. He's like, hold on. Now you're gonna want to hold on tight, Spider Monkey. (laughs) (laughs) She just does. She even react to that? Does she giggle? Like I don't even think. I think she's just like. Just jumped out a window. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That scene though—that's one thing. So like, they get over there and they're all cooking her food because like they know she mm-hmm. eats and it's so nice, so sweet. And then they're like, "Oh, I hope you like Italian food." And then she's like, "Oh, I do." And then Edward, the motherfucker, has to be like, "She already ate." Like, just let her have a couple bites of food and be polite. And then her like mm-hmm. fucking Rosalie just crushes the salad bowl, but she's wearing gloves. So, you know, it's like, we know this is breakaway glass, but we can't guarantee that it's not going to hurt your hands. So for like safety reasons, we're mm-hmm. going to put you in gloves, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. Why would you be cooking wearing like not cooking gloves, like leather gloves? Yeah, just making a salad. salad. Stupid. Love it. Yeah, that was that was oh, a yeah. fun thing though. I, fun. I enjoyed that when they were cooking, like yeah, following so along the instru- instructions. And they're like, "Does she even like, like Italian nice. food?" Her name is Bella. Like, it's just cute. It's fun. It's so stupid. It's the it's those scenes that caught me off guard, and I was like, "Yeah, I kind of like that." Exactly, uh, I like that. Why exactly, that? it's fun. Um, and with uh, talking about scenes that mm-hmm. I enjoyed, I think we can talk about. I was just going to segue into that. I was like, well, now we got to do it. (laughs) Vampire baseball, the most iconic scene in maybe any movie. (laughs) It's, it starts with uh, Edward just being like, Hey, we're going to go play baseball. There's Mm -hmm. a thunderstorm. He puts his cute little Babe Ruth Mm -hmm. hat on Bella and he's like, all right, now you fit in. (laughs) Let's do this. And then the, uh, the scene is accompanied by, I think the best choice possible Mm -hmm. at the time. Yep. Muse, uh, super yep. massive black hole. 
You just get that rip, like the bam, bam, just rips in out of nowhere. It's so good. And then they just start fuck. They just start slapping dingers out in the on the fucking forest. Just it's so over dramatic. There's slow motion curveballs. Alice with Edwards running like fucking high leg, the fucking high leg toss for the pitch. Yes, ten out of ten. And it's just I I I was smiling that entire scene, and I was like, I fucking hate. That you thought this was okay to put in the movie, but man, is this a nice break from everything so I've been good. watching? I, I could watch. I wanted it to go long. I got mad yeah, exactly. when it stopped and it got cut off by the other vampires. Yeah, I, like, I know. It's ridiculous. Like, I just on. love that that was an idea in her mind that they put that in there, mm-hmm. that that was going to be the thing. So for anybody who's like, well, what what is the conflict in Twilight? Is it literally just her figuring out he's a vampire and then working through the relationship? Yes. That is the point. But there's a conflict. As everything's happening, people just start turning up dead. So it is that there's these nomadic vampires that do kill people that have just been rolling through town. And they're almost gone completely. Uh, But then the baseball playing lures them back in because they can hear it. Because vampire baseball is just such a common thing that they're like, ah, we heard you guys playing as we were leaving town and thought we'd get a couple games in. Yeah, I was... I was expecting a fight yes. to break out, but uh, but uh, then Carlisle was like, yeah, you guys can play. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Am I yeah. actually going to watch this right now? <laughs> Thankfully, that was deterred because I was like, I mean, if you're going to put the yeah, song back sure. on, I'm in. But this is yeah. where is this going? I don't yeah. understand this right it's now. It's so crazy. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically the whole thing is that Carlisle is like, OK, well, let's just play with them. Try to get Bella out of the way, because like if they smell Bella, they'll probably try to eat Bella. And they do. That's exactly what happens. And then they get the most. It, I can only imagine having to film a scene where a bunch of people just start going over and going like, <laughs> like just bopping over and hissing. Yeah, the, oh, when, when, yeah, when the, they all the hit the little stances. stances, they just start yeah. bending the knees. You might want to get out of here. It's like, what is this? Yeah. The greasers? Dude? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you're waiting for them to start dancing like in West Side Story with knives and shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then it turns into this huge thing where like one of the other vampires is a tracker and is because he's been deterred from feeding on Bella. He's now made it his mission to hunt her down. So that becomes the conflict um, in the last couple, like last 20 minutes, I'd say of this movie where they have to get like Bella out of town. Uh, And it's like pretty, pretty ridiculous. Cause like, you know, like there's like, he basically lures her to this old ballet studio where she grew up. Like for some reason, I don't know why they ever went anywhere. So it would have been close to where she grew up. She's like, well, I grew up in Phoenix. So I guess like my mom's in Jacksonville right now. So I guess we can go there. Like, why wouldn't you go to Utah? Why wouldn't you go to Canada? Like where there's so, why wouldn't you go East? Why wouldn't you go somewhere where there's no connection at all? Yeah. I didn't really understand their plan. The yeah. entire way there, and like uh, Edward brings out jackets, and he's like, "You guys put this on so yeah. you can throw off her scent." And then they're running, and I'm like, "Okay, so he's yeah. a really good tracker because he was getting he was getting his mm-hmm. props the entire time. So he smells yeah. the jackets, right? And then he's like, "Rub that on the tree real quick." She's like, "All right." She just rubs the jacket, yeah. and, and then he's fuck like, him up." And I was yeah. like, "But then he's like, too fucking obvious." Ah, oh, fuck. They're they're luring me. They, they definitely yeah. rub their collar over here. Sons of bitches. They got me. It's like so just like really Scooby Doo shit. shit. But I and then he it. like runs away and you can just tell that it's like sped up footage because he's just suddenly like, <laughs> like his arms are just going. <laughs> the, <laughs> just, just with different sound effects. It would be so much better. This is when they do these little it's crazy so CGI good. things or whatever. Oh, it's good. Oh, 
there's just yeah they're uh the, the the scene at the yes. ballet studio, which is the, the, big, the big the big fight, yeah. pretty crazy, right? Like she walks in and there's a home yep. movie playing of her as a kid, which is like, did you set he this did. all up, James? That's you what I mean. He time, somehow managed to like get past them, go through all of these home movies to find something that was rel- like that worked, and find something where the mom was mm-hmm. specifically like Bella, Bella, like. What? <laughs> yeah, because he even says like he says he says the line. I think like that's my favorite. Like, oh, yeah. you've watched this before. Yeah, okay. exactly. I'm just like, checking. Just, <clears throat> this guy's quick. This fast. guy works fast. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. a YouTuber. You know, like he knew he knew how to how to uh-huh. how to okay. scrub the footage. He's yeah. got it done. I appreciate that guy. And then there's a there's there's yeah. the big fight, which I really just kind of enjoyed. Kristen Stewart. Um. Having to, well, yes. she, she has venom. So it feels like fire her, right? going through her veins. So she's just on the ground writhing, mm-hmm. making the most committed noises I've ever heard in my life. Just the, the facial expression. <laughs> you know. My head's burning. <laughs> you know? And it lasts so long, no. too. It's not even like quick. They're just having conversations while it's happening. Yeah, I'm like, she's just screaming. And like, Carlisle's all like, you need to suck the venom out. Because first they're like, oh shit, her legs snapped. Like, that's clearly why she's screaming. And then suddenly she's like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this whole thing where like they've got to like suck the venom out. Otherwise, she's going to turn into a vampire, um, which she wants, mm-hmm. but not. You know, he doesn't want that, obviously. But again, her blood is, as quoted, like heroin to him. So he's got to start trying to suck this out. And as it's happening, all of her screaming starts fading. And a song written and sung by Robert Pattinson starts playing over the top. Where he's like, I won't run you in my house. And that's going. It's him. I I think he also wrote Bella's Lullaby, (laughs) which is the main, like, like the do 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 that song. I'm pretty sure he wrote mm-hmm. that too. Maybe not that one, but he did write a couple of the songs that they've used in the movie. So that's just playing in the background while Carlisle's all like, "Son, you must stop. She's dying now. Her blood is clean." <laughs> you know? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I'm like, he doesn't like he... have any emotion behind yes, it. He's like, "Hey, stop like, killing like, her, dude." To be your choice, I'm gonna let you kill her basically because you've got to be the one to do it. But the best part about mm-hmm. that is, like, in the background, yeah. like, you just see, like, Alice, who is my favorite, jump on Jake's head, not um, not Jake, fuck, uh, James's head and just rips it off. Just, like, James. if you catch that in the background, she's just, like, like fucking Spider-Man's around his neck and snaps his neck off as they, like, throw him in the fire. So everybody in the background is basically just dancing around this funeral pyre while Kristen Literally, Stewart's yeah. just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> It's so ca- that's so casual because I caught that too because they're they're both yeah. holding back James, right? Who was supposed to be a big boss man, but they just grab him by the like fuck. elbow and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah. they got me. I can't do anything. I'm detained. She just hops up and like I'm like, oh, what is she doing? She starts like breaking his neck. I'm like, oh, okay, you could oh, okay, yeah. you guys they're are out there, strong. all right? They're great. I, I I wish I could have seen they're more great. of that, but then. Yeah, it gets even more ridiculous in, like, the later movies because they got to do, like, more quick kills. So there's some people they just go through. So, like, Emmett will just kind of be, like, fucking clotheslining people's necks and then, like, <laughs> vampire heads just popping off. It's great. I, okay, you gotta, I'm the, excited the, the only one I would consider bad until, like, there's some fun stuff in, like, the final battle is the third one. Like, Eclipse. 
Eclipse is just dumb in a lot of ways. And then the last two, because they split the last book into two parts, because that was what was really trendy at the time after Harry Potter did it. Um, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's so campy. It's so it like starts as a honeymoon and ends with like body horror, like legit body horror. So like wild ride, wild ride. Uh, this one, okay. I just feel like you get that really just like sincere campy. This is designed for teenagers, but like we're actually trying at the same time and somehow it worked. Yeah, I think it's funny um, after after that scene, because yeah, because uh, she's been slammed hospital, right? fucking her mom's there all over the place. <laughs> yeah, broken leg, glass shard in her, just being thrown around yeah. by a super powerful vampire. Mm-hmm. The huge right uh, fucking Edward mm-hmm. almost killing her just for fun. Uh, and then her mom says, oh, they told me that you stairs. tripped down two flights went, of stairs. Yeah, went right flying through, through a window. window. And they're like, that sounds like you, Bella. And everyone's like, ha <laughs> ha. So it's a klutz. Yeah, klutz. Like at this point, we've seen her <laughs> two, flights, two of flights of stairs through a fucking window. That's what they told you. The person, the people, they don't even know or trust that yeah, much. Your daughter like, just yeah, cut no, and run in that. the middle of the night, turns up with her boyfriend, half dead. Mm-hmm. Especially the dad, because the last he saw of Edward was her being yeah. like, no, fuck you, go away. He never trusted him to begin with, always supplying her with <laughs> countless gun. amounts of pepper spray. This is the story he gets yeah. after his daughter almost dies, and he's like, But he doesn't legit. actually, because going guy. forward, he's like, he fucking hates Edward. Yeah, because he'll be like, get yeah. her home safe, sir. Heard that before. <laughs> like, Billy Burke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kids are more pepper he's spray. Great. He's more like pepper the, un- spray. the unsung hero of these stories is Charlie, uh, Bella's dad. So, like, she's like, yeah, Edward's here to take me on a date. And then he's like, he's like cleaning out a shotgun, and then he's like, let him in. Like, just great. He's just trying his best. He's like, I am trying to control my teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. And I just, every, she just spontaneously disappears for days at a time. And it's always around this one guy, but she won't leave this one guy alone. And there's nothing I can do about it. It's. Mm-hmm. I even felt bad when she had to like, uh, yeah, be an asshole to him. And just tell him off and be like, if I stay here any longer, I'm going to end up like mom. And I was like, you know, you know, the good solution. Ella. Hey, dad, we got like really big exams going on right now. So I'm going to stay at Angela's house with Jessica. and We're going to have like a three day thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess like they wanted Jake to over, not Jake, James to overhear so that he could, so they would, you know, so she was actually leaving town. Mm-hmm. But again, it doesn't really matter if he's going to smell the scent going anyways. Does it matter if he hears this elaborate lie? Yeah of her leaving forever. Mm-hmm. Cause then Edward even said he was like, uh, I'm guessing reading his mind. He was like, well, he would have never let you leave if you didn't leave that way. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so you go way less. You go like, is we're going to have a few girls days, you know, like keep it way more chill, way more casual. Yeah. It just seemed cold hearted. I didn't like it. Yeah. I support that scene. Whatsoever. Yeah. It's very, it's very cruel, very hard. Cause like Charlie's solid. Um, it's like the mom is like really fucked up and they just overpass it. It's basically like, oh yeah, Bella's had to like do the, her mom's like finances her whole life and like make sure that they eat and bills are paid. And we're just supposed to be like, oh, Renee, so quirky. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but Charlie's the bad guy. Child, it's like, just Charlie. Yeah. Child abuse. Yeah. Charlie's so good. Charlie's so good. Um, who was your favorite Cullen? Favorite Cullen. Yeah. Who stood out? To I, you? I really like Alice too. Yeah, I, she's great. yeah, I really liked her in a role. 
I like what yeah. she did. She obviously didn't have the most screen time possible, but I liked no. her just in general as a character. She's fun. She's very fun. I'm uh, I'm really big on the team Alice, which is no Edward, no Jacob. Bella ends up with Alice. Big fan of that. And there's weird lines, like if you're reading the books, like, and it's definitely not intentional. Stephanie Mormon, Stephanie Myers is a Mormon. Mm-hmm. Definitely did not intend for any of that. Somebody once asked her if it would be possible for the werewolves to imprint on like men if they were men and she was like well that would serve no function basically like so it's like you know probably not considering that but there's just little lines like the one from like the first book from edward's perspective she'll be like it's it's pointless to try to stay away from edward and i'm gonna love her too so it's all these like little moments about like how much she loves bella and like all these little things and how it's just there's little there's little glimmers of hope in the books where I'm like, you know what? Like, fuck this dude. Fuck that dude. Because Jacob's actually the worst. Alice is right here. Mm-hmm. So sweet. So kind. You know? So good. But you at least get like some nice little blue ball gems. And you're like, I'll take that to the bank. Yeah, absolutely. That's what fiction's all about is little, <laughs> little, little blue ball gems. That's why fan fiction exists. Mm-hmm is literally 90% to be like, I think these characters should be banging. That's most of fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, I would say just in general with the whole vampire era that that spawned and just... Yeah. like that definitely played a big role in it. Like, that seems like more like Tumblr era where just like, let's just fucking go to town and be perverse as shit with this movie. Yeah, fan edits and all this shit. Like, vampires have been really horny since Anne Rice, you know, started making her stuff with like... Queen of the Damned and Interview with the Vampire, like all that stuff. They've been horny as shit. And then this is just that like next level, more innocent, but at the same time, like not. It's just that pent up horniness <laughs> that's there. Uh, and it's like, it's wild. It's wild stuff. And it, it's crazy how much it like snowballed going forward to the point that like it, it almost ruined their careers for a bit. Like you'd think, cause people had like a really hard time getting out of the shadows. Like Robert Pattinson, there are still people out there. They're like, Oh, he's just the sparkly vampire dude. Meanwhile, he's been doing all of these like indie films left and right, doing all sorts of crazy shit. He's going to be Batman soon. Kristen Stewart's probably either going to win an Academy award this year, or at the very least be nominated for one. Uh, and most people are still like super content to just completely dunk on both of them. Even though they're good actors, Bella did exactly what she was asked to. Sorry, Kristen did exactly what she was asked to to play Bella as a character. Mm-hmm. She was just this you know? weird, quirky, awkward, just constantly yeah. fixing her hair, stumbling over fixing, everything. Fixing, biting the lips and just, she's an awkward teenager, yeah. you know? And then like, she's somebody who doesn't like a lot of attention who now suddenly has like the, the intention of ev- everyone because she's the only new person who's ever been around for like 20 years. Yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely the problem. It's just the, the character became bigger than Kirsten at that point. Yeah, that's exactly it. The character was just a much bigger phenomenon. And now it's just kind of worked into the fact that now they're also they're they're moving out of that a little bit, thankfully. Um, again, thanks to like the Renaissance, like lesbians already love Kristen Stewart. So she's just having a great time there. Uh, I feel like people are finally coming around on Robert Pattinson. I know when the Batman stuff was first announced, people were really pissed off about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, he can act. Just look at like anything he's done. He's he's really quirky too. And then he'll be like, yeah, most of the time I pick roles based on whether or not I understand the movie. As in, if I don't understand the movie, I assume it's really good. So I'm going to act in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, he's I, a quirky I, guy. I want to give him a chance regardless. You know, this yeah. was even before I even watched this. I, yeah. Why not give him a chance? We've given so many other exactly. actors a chance. We've seen duds. We've seen fucking heroes come through. Why not at yeah. this point? Why why try chance. and stop it? Why complain? Let's just see it and then we can complain. 
Absolutely. And so far it looks great based on the trailers. Mm -hmm. I'm stoked on it. Christian Stewart gave a very, very convincing as a non-British person, British accent. I believed I was like, damn, is that Diana? Like maybe not to that extent, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was convincing. I believed it. Um, So yeah, it's been uh, really interesting to watch this like Renaissance come back around where there's like all the positive stuff, then people actually holding Stephanie Meyer accountable for some of the decisions she made going forward with like her handling of real life people. Cause like Jacob's from the Quileute tribe. Mm-hmm. They're a real tribe that exists. Yeah. And she's just like bastardizing their history for her books and has sent them like no money. So oh. it's very, there's all sorts of, there's always something there's like, you, you get the fun stuff on top and you start peeling away layers and you can either find some more fun things or like some really screwed up things. And today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Haritos, the all-natural, made-with-real-sugar soda that comes in a glass bottle in a variety of delicious flavors like lime, mango, guava, and the ever-elusive watermelon. So if you want to figure out where to find Haritos yourself, click the link in the description down below to use their store locator and stop by Walmart to pick up their Fiesta pack so you can try all the flavors for yourself. Thanks again so much to Haritos for sponsoring this podcast. But uh, where, where would you think this would land... Um, if we're going to look at the critic segment, the critic segment, where do you think this would land on like a tomato meter for the critics, like the, the proper reviewers tomato meter. If I went to go look it up right now, I would guess they would not find as much joy as you or I probably <laughs> did in this movie. Cause to me, yeah. twilight is just, it's just content and it I is. love content clearly right so even if i'm like i'm not gonna watch the movie willingly again i'll probably i'm gonna run back that baseball scene every now and then right but the movie's just fucking content but tomato meter wise i'm gonna say maybe slightly over 50 maybe they won them over it's been going up i think if i actually give my official review on it i can get it over but it's at 49 percent right now but i know that that was like a 33% a couple of years ago. I know that was in the 30s. I remember looking it up. Where do you think the audiences would land on this? It's got to be higher easily because mm-hmm. they found the joy. They saw the baseball scene. You understand. That's got to yeah. hit 80, <laughs> maybe? Shockingly enough, 73% because I think there's a lot of brigaders. Like there's people who just like unabashedly will shit on i remember before one of the twilight movies came out people were just like hitting it with them those like low mm-hmm. low scores like half star reviews one star reviews this was like before you could edit that kind of stuff like to be like you have to at least verify that you've seen this movie to some extent or verify your account just crazy stuff um i will say though in terms of the legacy of twilight not just for itself because it's doing really well for itself there's all sorts of lore all sorts of insanity But because the fan fiction side of it blew up so much, which is just fans writing their own fiction based off characters, uh, it has spawned, the most popular thing it spawned was Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey was originally alternate universe Twilight fan fiction, where she took out all the fun stuff. No vampires. Edward's just a billionaire. (laughs) But everything else is exactly the same, just without the supernatural stuff. Gotcha. And you And then it turns into that. You've done a lot of studying and years of research on Fifty Shades of Grey, correct? I have, yes. Yes. Yeah. Are you a fan? Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm real into it. I, I I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I I have uh there's a, there, the relationship between Fifty Shades and Twilight is super interesting uh-huh. too, because everybody knew that it was originally 
Twilight fan fiction because she didn't change it. She said that there was changes from the fan fiction to the published version, um, but it was name changes and one location change and changing Bella's truck to the VW bug. That was it. Mm-hmm. The rest was identical. It shot for shot the fan fiction that people could read for free. Uh, so then that obviously turned into a thing where like somebody was like, oh my God, she should like sue E.L. James for this. And Stephanie Meyer's like, I'm not going to sue. Probably wouldn't win. Yeah. It's fine. But where the issue did come up was, uh, so she had started writing, uh, Stephanie Meyer started writing Twilight from Edward's perspective like a long time ago, but then a handful of the chapters leaked and she was like, fuck it. Now I'm discouraged and I'm not going to write it. Mm-hmm. But on the 10 year anniversary, she was like, okay, I'll start writing it again. Almost immediately after she started writing it, E.L. James released Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey from Christian's perspective, which the idea oh. she would have got from Stephanie Meyer yeah. starting it. So then she's like, well, fuck. Now I can't write this because everyone's going to think I copied her mm-hmm. when she copied me. So it was another five years before she could release that. So it's like a very interesting back and forth between the two where it's like E.L. James just keeps nabbing being like, oh, that's a good idea, Stephanie Meyer. I was going to do that instead. You want to take your time on it? I'll yeah. be faster. No exactly. worries. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, like, she's got all three books out from Christian's perspective now. And Stephanie's like, yeah, no, you're just getting this one. You're just getting one. I had no idea Fifty Shades of Grey was a Twilight yeah. spinoff, essentially. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's like, it's obviously, like, again, because there's no supernatural stuff but there's characters you can clearly tell like in in 50 shades the character jack is supposed to be james um you've got jose who is supposed to be jacob and it's like they all do the same kind of things it's like the friend that you thought was just a friend who actually wants to be with you uh and then they just throw in all like the really shitty bdsm sex contract stuff it's uh it's wild Mm -hmm. um second one in my opinion is the best Second one, okay. And you're saying this was pretty well known by the community, so that had obviously yes. like a huge boost for that movie. That- I, b- I believe so. I don't know if it would have been a boost because, mm-hmm. like, it would have been the twi- it would have been like the Twilight fan fiction community that was specifically into reading like the sex story side of them, mm-hmm. not just like the more romantic stuff or the light stuff. Like, it's really shocking how many published novels exist now that start as fan fiction. Um, there's a bunch of stuff getting published right now that is like Devil Wears Prada fan fiction. One of the really popular ones is Raylo fan fiction. So like Ray and Kylo Ren from Star Wars being fan fiction, and then they change it to being published novels. Like there's so many of those that get released right now. So fan fiction can kind of be a way to beta test your writing with characters that people like, build up your popularity that way, and then finesse a publishing deal. Ah, I was unaware of this. Mm -hmm. That's kind of lit, though. Good for them. I know, right? Like, on the one hand, you're like, what the fuck? And sometimes it's really weird. But other times it's like, good for you, because you probably had an idea for this, like, romance story and a general idea of what the characters you wanted to be, Mm -hmm. but you weren't ever going to get published but you just change a couple things. You make this the dark haired bad boy with the troubled past and like the orphan girl and you're fucking good to go. You know, yeah, you're just working with a template and then you just yeah. get it going. I mean, that's, the, that's exactly no it. issue with that whatsoever. I know it's wild. Yeah. It's like, it's so big that uh, Wattpad has their own studios that makes movies based on Wattpad scripts. Yeah. The only reason why I know Wattpad is because someone wrote a fan fiction about me one time. That's, that's crazy. the only reason I recognize that. Yeah, so, I don't, yeah, I haven't ventured there solidly. That one's weirder. That one, they seem more willing to do fan fiction about real life people. Um, yeah. That's weird to me. <laughs> weird to me. 
<laughs> like self-insert characters just dating boy band members. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Um, yeah, which is the foundation for another movie we'll probably cover after. The movie's called After, not like we're going to cover it after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so do you have any final final thoughts? Final thoughts on Twilight, the uh, sensation of the nation. Final thoughts on Twilight is... I'm glad I finally watched it. Hell yeah. I'm glad I watched it just so just so I understand. You know, yeah. that's there. That's always going to be there with me. Um I like Billy Black as a character. Yeah. I thought oh, even even just as an actor, he just seems so genuine and normal. I was like, "Bro, you're like the most natural person here." Everyone else has like kind of this they have to uphold this weird character, but like yeah. you were just like, "You're just a dude. I want to hang out with this guy. I like yeah. this guy." Wait, do you mean do you mean like Jacob's dad? Like guy in wheelchair? Billy yes, Black? Yes, guy, guy yeah. in wheelchair, yeah. Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? No, you were right. It's just the, the guy who plays Charlie, his name is Billy Burke. So I just wanted to make sure I caught that, <laughs> caught that right. But yeah, no, oh, yeah. he's dope. He's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy, that's the other thing. Billy's basically like knows that the Cullens are vampires and it's just hmm. like subtly trying to warn Bella. And Bella's like, homie, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the appeal. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. The, the, the cute little hints in there. Are nice, even yeah. just at the end. Edward slain like, "Oh, I leave you for one second, and the wolves descend." Descend. Like, yeah. <laughs> this guy, he's got fucking jokes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, I I don't think I'm gonna watch this movie on like a fun Friday night just to catch okay. a flick. But I, I'm glad I watched it. I learned a lot from you. You clearly you can handle this like none other. You know, for me, I almost have it's too a, much. I almost have too much Twilight information. You. You were you were running it like you had a whole script ready. You were I like the, I was just watching the Amanda the Jedi video right in front of me. I was like, like, like let me just sit out. back. Do I even say anything at this point? Like, you got <laughs> yeah. this. No, I need to know. I love knowing the perspective of people that like assume they're going to hate it, acknowledge that it's probably not something they're going to watch again. But I just like knowing like what they think. And for the most part, it's the same reaction as you. It's like mm-hmm. I might never watch this again, but like way more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just yeah. enjoyed laughing so much. I was yeah. like, this is funny. It I is. like this, that this is funny. Because there were some parts I was like, all right, yeah, it's slowing down here. That's fine. But then I, they just pull out some random joke that maybe was not intended to be a joke, but maybe it was. I don't know the type of games the director was playing. It's true. I was like, that's funny. That's yeah. genuinely funny. <laughs> it's dope. Yeah. So if you're going <laughs> to give this like a final score of a one to 10, so like the one would be our tent is on fire. And then... The 10 of 10 is like, oh, we're getting a s'more. We're going we're to enjoy a nice toasty s'more here. Mm. All right. And I guess you can, you can say, I don't know, you can probably give it like, if you want to say you enjoyed it up to this amount, but then like theoretically it is actually like only like a four out of five, you can let me know. Like where, right. where's your thoughts? Because I know if mine. If we're going campfire vibes. Yeah. We're sitting around there and I'm like, all right, Twilight. I think I'm going to, man, Twilight, 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 Twilight. I don't know if I'm being too judgmental here. It might be harsh. Okay, I'm sorry if I am. I don't I don't mean to be the Simon Cowell of this, but I'll give Twilight six and a half. That's solid. Six and a half. I appreciate that. I'm mm-hmm. giving it a 10 because <laughs> I enjoy it. If, we're, if, if, we're, if this is enjoyment, <laughs> if this is a tasty, delicious s'more, like I can watch Twilight a lot. And I know people are going to be like, you're fucking trolling. But no, it's just hit to the point that like the stuff that I unironically liked when I was 14 can still hit. And then the stuff that's just like, this is insane. Like this is absolutely insane. They're playing baseball. 
to rock music. It's amazing. It just all works together. The blue tint wash, the acting, the weird, just little things. I'm giving it a 10. It's my perfect s'more. It's my perfect s'more. This is like the best trashy, campy, young adult teen movie ever. It is. It's just, it's chef's kiss to me. There's so many chef's kiss moments. So good. Spider monkey. That's all that matters. That's what I mean. Spider monkey is all that matters. But going forward, we kind of don't want to do some like fun little segments with you guys, not just you guys um, like recommending us movies to cover and react to. And always, as mentioned, if you have any questions, make sure to ask them down below. And if you have any thoughts or recommendations and things you want us to watch, make sure to leave them in the form of a five-star review for the podcast. And we will answer it in the next available episode. And also be sure to follow More Butter TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and subscribe on YouTube. Of course, we are YouTubers. You should do that. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Make sure to follow our separate ones too. So he's Mr. Gigi. He also has Mr. G Dubs. Yeah. Is that that's oh, the yeah. title? Yeah. yeah. Mr. G Dubs. Uh, and I'm Amanda the Jedi. You can find us there on all social medias under the same names. Actually, I think you're the Mr. Gigi on Twitter. Unfortunately. That's fine. Yeah, because someone, what, what the hell's, I don't know what her name, uh, someone's name is like Mist Ag or something like that. <sighs> I forgot what it was. Oh no, Miss Tag. Miss Tag. The T is capitalized. Uh, so she's like Miss Tag has not used Twitter in over a decade. I hate that. You might be able to at this point fight to get it. Just don't tweet at her because apparently if you tweet at her, it counts as activity. Oh, okay. So, I hope I didn't do that. I don't think I did. That's I fair. should be fine. Yeah, just hit up Twitter. They'll probably they'll probably help you. But thank you yeah. so much for listening to the first episode of the Camp Counselor podcast. Uh, we have suggestions on ways to end this. Um, make sure you butter your popcorn. <laughs> that sounds butter wrong. That, popcorn. that sounds wrong. That's why we should. So lean that's into why it. we're going to leave it. Make sure to <laughs> butter your popcorn. Butter that popcorn. And have a great night. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Thank you for watching.